which fucking speaking of which before we even get started what the fuck is going on with where you live that i saw yesterday like fucking crazy i saw yesterday a fucking spider on someone's fucking like driveway that was the size of a pasta dish what what do you have in your water that this fucking thing is like the is it's like two basketballs big and it was underneath a car with another one what the fuck is going on in your side of the world G'day, g'day. Welcome to another episode of Not So Secret Dad's Business. Today on the show, I have uh, the co-host, one of the co-hosts from the Shadadigans podcast. He's a, a lifter, he's a cosplayer, he's a teacher, and he's a dad. So I'd like to welcome Judge to the show. How are you, big boy? What's up, man? Uh, you're, you're just running through all the fucking hosts. Like, don't get Steve on, because Steve, it sucks. But, oh, actually, Rob sucks more. So it's cool that you got Rob on, but... I'm sure no one listened to that one. You got to get Steve's on. Steve's really fucking funny. And I say that yeah, shit because I love busting Rob's balls. Shit, man. That's one of my favorite part about that shadadigans, right? It's like, yeah. like the, obviously he's got two sort of like two shows running in one. He's got Mark on one end and he talks to everybody across the pond. And, and that's got and one. They're so few, tame. And then, and then beginning of the week, you and Steve get on. And you're talking about Rob's summer teeth and how grotesque his face is, and he needs to keep his fucking beard on. And and, and it's great because like I've been like, on the your yeah. I mean, it's great because I've been on the one in England, and like when I travel to England, they are just like that. Like everyone's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, good morning, good morning, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And we're just a bunch of fucking scumbags. They're like, we just bust each other's balls all the time. Which fucking speaking, of which before we even get started, what the fuck is going on with where you live that I saw yesterday, like? fucking crazy i saw yesterday a fucking spider on someone's fucking like driveway that was the size of a pasta dish what what do you have in your water that this fucking thing is like the is it's like two basketballs big and it was underneath a car with another one what the fuck is going on in your side of the world yeah that's a yeah i've covered this one with rob that sounds like the huntsman to me they they grow fuck fucking that. massive man Dude, burn, burn the block down and just fucking move because there's no way. Yeah, yeah well, um, like, like they even even as a baby, man, they're about with, like with legs they'd be about two inches across. Yeah, yeah. Like the worst thing I have here, well, because I'm kind of up the mountain and shit like that. The worst thing we have are cave crickets. So cave crickets can be like fist size, but they're like a cricket with spider legs. They're fucking hideous, dude. They're hideous, but they're blind. So if you go to try and trap them. Their their defensive response is to jump at you. So like Ugh. it's not even like they try and crawl away. Like they're fucking on you. And one time my ex-girlfriend was kind of like living here, like fucking on and off and shit like that. And she calls me. I'm on the way home. She calls me in a panic and she's like, there's something in the bathroom. And I thought like she meant a person and shit. And she's like, no, it's a fucking spider. I was like, oh, gives a shit. I get there's one of these things, dude. I took a raid. Now, Raid, you guys probably fucking have it. Yeah, it's we like got extra Raid. strength. Yeah, it's like extra. Well, it ain't going to work on the fucking things that you have. Um, It's like this extra strength shit. I sprayed him twice. The fucking thing fell down and started jumping around. I'm like, 
We need something stronger. Like I had to step on him. And the fucking one last night was in the door jam of the sliding door, like in, in, in the crevice. That's messed so up. I took the door, I took the door and I slammed it shut and then pulled it. Right. And I was like, this thing's got to be dead. I opened it up. The fucking thing crawled away. I'm like, nope, I'm not fucking around. I got to burn my fucking house down. Cause that thing is crazy. Dude. Yeah. I don't like fucking insane. I don't like bugs. Like I'll, I'll, I'll deal with shitty people all day. But I'll fuck around with bugs, man. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I thought it was bad enough that you had to deal with New Yorkers, you know, just being on the other side of the boundary there. But yeah, fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's nothing compared to what you guys got. Like, you guys are tougher on a fucking whole new level, man. Like, you guys were like originally, aren't you guys like a a, a, a prison state? Like, didn't Europe like dump a whole bunch of fucking people there? And like, you guys fucking fight it out. And now you guys built shit. And it's like, oh, yeah, we don't want to fuck around down there. <laughs> don't fuck around yeah. down there anymore. Yeah, man. I mean, and again, it's this is the beauty of the British, man. Like, you look at the, the, the history of that, both our countries, right? Yeah. Like they just came in and fucking wiped out the indigenous people. Yep. You know, they'd been living here for fucking 70,000 years or something before yep. the white man came. And they just came in, wiped them all out. And then they're like, they started fucking with the ecology, man. They're bringing yeah. over camels and sheep yep. and fucking everything yep. else. <clears throat> you know, and then they, they thought, oh, well, fucking, we need sugar. Let's bring in the sugar cane. Uh-huh. But, but then there's these cane beetles that were decimating their crops. So then they go, I can't even fucking remember where they got them from, but they bring in these cane toads to eat the uh-huh. beetles. Yep. But there's and no just natural up predator. The whole ecosystem. Yeah. <laughs> there's no natural predator to the toads. So the toads just fucking, fucking take over. Fucking white people, dude. Like they did the same thing. Like the colonists came over and they ran into the Native Americans. Yeah, there was some static, right? And then they try to buy a whole bunch of land from the Native Americans. The Native Americans like, you can't buy land. It's not mine. It's not yours. Nobody can do about it. So their answer was, give them a fucking blanket with smallpox on it and kill them. Like, yeah. what the fuck? And then we still pay land tax to this day. Like, we pay to live on fucking land that's not owned by anybody. It's fucking bullshit, dude. And again, like, don't even, because we already fucking got to a politic. That I, I, I ain't going to start that shit. But yeah, nah, man, people, man. like, but- I, I'm, I'm telling you, you want a plague? White people are a fucking plague. Like, no matter where they go, they just fuck everything up. Fucking A, man. Like, it's, it's the British, man. Like, you go right back through fucking history. Start with yeah. the Crusades for crying yeah. out loud. Yeah. Actually, but- it's funny. That's probably why they're so nice now. Like, that's why every British person, like, they even step near their foot, they're apologizing because they don't got years of shit to make up for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, yeah, no, you are right. Like, Australia started off as, as just like a, a dumping ground for, yeah. for balance. And, um, you know, interesting little fact is that our first police force was actually um, like made up of like some of the most well-behaved prisoners that yeah. they had here on yeah, the island. Is, you know? Yeah, dude, like self-regulated prisoners and shit. They're like, well, someone's got to fucking run shit over here. That's it, man. God so, damn, that's fucking nuts. I'm fucking excited we're down here, here man. so fucking isolated. We just sort of take over. We do our own thing. And so yeah. we're just so isolated from the rest of the world. Well, didn't you guys get rid of Corona like in record time and shit? Cause you weren't letting anybody in and out. Like, didn't you just kind of handle what you had to handle or like no one else coming in because we're good. Right. Like, wasn't that a thing? That That's man? it, man. Like we, we've always had like a pretty good, good deal with New Zealand as well. Even New Zealand went, fuck you guys. You're not coming in. Yeah. yeah. And so we did, we followed New Zealand's suit ideally, but yeah, we're, we're now at a point now where we've opened up the trans Tasman bubble again. 
And okay. so it's basically just Australia and New Zealand. You can travel between now without having a quarantine. Yep. Um, obviously, there's still still different ways of, of handling it as well. Like here in New South Wales, we're on the east coast. So right. we have we had a case pop up recently. And so the uh, premier of the state went, right, mask mandates are in. We're tightening up restrictions again. Yep. But then you look over on the West Coast in Perth, where I'm originally from. Now, Perth is the most isolated capital city in the world. And um, they had one positive case come up at the um, quarantine hotel and they put the whole fucking state into lockdown like yeah. instantly. And I'm like, you morons, it's one case. Just wear your masks, use your sanny. Yeah. Keep your hands yeah. clean, you know, don't touch shit. Don't it, cough it, on it, people and fucking be sensible about it. Dude, it's so weird because everywhere you go, I just assume that Americans are the fucking worst. Like the entire world watched us fucking implode under a racist lunatic. And all these people are like, the virus is a scam. It's just the flu. No one's dying. All these numbers are made up. Like if you just put a fucking piece of fabric over your fucking stupid face for like yep. two months, we would have been done. They would not do it. They tied their boats together during the fucking summer with their big stupid fucking Trump flags back and forth. They all got fucking sick. And then all of a sudden the shit was real. It's like yeah. the fuck out of here, man. If you just, it was a piece of fucking, and people are like, well, we don't know if that's actually stops it. Okay. Say it doesn't, but it could. Why so aren't what? you fucking wearing it anyway? Do it. Just do it anyway. People fucking, but you know what? That's the problem. Americans are like fucking five-year-olds. When you tell them not to do something, don't push the red button. They go over and they want to start fucking hitting the red button, dude. And it's the whole, you know, we beat fucking England to gain our, and now there's like this like sense of fucking superiority that's just fucking out of control, man. I mean, like, and when I went over to Howie, uh, um, who um, is Grindhouse, uh, the beard oil guy, I was going to stay there. Dead, I was going to leave every now again it was before Hunter, but I fell in love when I was out there like week long love, man. It was fucking beautiful, dude. I went out there. Everyone was dope. She's like, listen, I could get you a teaching job. I came back that fucking day and was like, I told my mom because here it's just my mom, my brother. I don't fucking talk to my dad. Um, And I was like, look, I'm moving back in a year, like dead up, like I'm fucking leaving. And then yep. I talked to the girl while I was out there, I said, listen, you got to have your fun between now and then. Like you, you know, go out, go on dates and shit like that. It's unfair. Like we're still going to FaceTime all the time or like Zoom or whatever the fuck it was at the time. Um, and I was like, fucking have your fun. And then like, it was weird because um, I started dating Hunter's mom at the time, Jenny. And then we kind of got involved, but she still knew I was leaving. And then uh, Kirsty got involved with somebody else. And then Jenny got pregnant and I was like, all right, looks like I'm not fucking leaving. And we don't even fucking talk now, dude. It's fucking really weird, man. It's like something out of a fucking depressing movie. Yeah. Shit happens like that sometimes, yeah. man. But yeah. I'm so glad you brought up the superiority complex because it's, it's really interesting. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not sledging America because I mean, it, it seems like it's a fucking great country, you know, yeah. so much diversity, so much. The country is awesome great. Entertainment. The People are fucking not. They're just yeah, not. man. And so being being from the outside looking in, it, it, it comes across really strongly that, you know, Americans are like sort of stuck in this bubble that there's nothing else outside of America. Yeah. 
and that America's the only country with freedom. Like, you know, fucking freedom, need my guns, fucking freedom, America, yeah. you know. Well, and it's like, well, you can hang on. We've due, got freedom elsewhere. Well, Jim Jeffries does a whole skit on that. He was like, you are the least free country. You have other places with legal prostitution. Um, the divorce rate is down. Um, weed's legal and a lot of other drugs are legal. It comes in as money for commerce. You have more like minor felons locked up for like 20 plus years because you can't move them through the system. And then he's spitting out all these facts. He's like, you are the least free country out of any known fucking country, but you love talking that freedom shit, dude. It's just fucking crazy, man. But like I said, if you have a superiority complex, you never see anything that you do is wrong. It's a bunch of narcissistic fucking jerk offs and not all of them. Cause you can't even make blanket statements like that anymore. Not saying all of them, but again, when Someone's like, hey, look, you could possibly get somebody sick if you don't cover your face. So if you do go out, cover your face. These motherfuckers were like, no, that's against my fucking freedom. Yeah, but you might be killing someone else. No. And it was just I'm telling you, dude, it was like telling the kid to go to bed and the kids mm. stomped their fucking feet down the hallway. So yeah. would I move? Dad, fucking move. Um, I wouldn't now because I have Hunter in the picture. So no, I'm obviously not going to leave him. Like, I'm not going to be a FaceTime dad and come back to visit him once a month and shit like that. But if he yeah. wasn't in the picture, dude, I wouldn't out. I've been out. I've been married to somebody else. Shit like that. Fucking hanging out. Oh yeah, dude. But what, you know, life's got different fucking plans. So yeah, I don't know, but it was, it was, yeah. So I might've not even been a dad or I might've been a dad to British kids. I don't fucking know, but I, I guess that's just the way shit works. Can you imagine that now? Like you, you being as American as you are, and then excuse me, Daddy, time for a bath. I would have loved that, dude. There, there's if you are a a a kid from the South here, or a British child, you automatically go up fifty fucking cute points, like just because of the accents, man. The accents are fucking adorable. So yeah, like they would have like twinges of like my bad diction and syntax and shit, yeah. but they would have a cute fucking like accents and no one would give a shit like if they dropped an f-bomb they'd be like that's the cutest thing i ever heard i'm like that's right that's what you're gonna make your fucking money off of yeah man and it's it's funny how even like all the kids shows how how quickly our kids pick up accents as well because like yeah. i mean again like being an australian we sound as australian as possible i know that's a stupid statement but yeah my son watches so much fucking youtube it's shit like oh blippy God. Yep. and t-rex ranch and and yep. all this other stuff and like he's got an american accent to some words like hey buddy yep. come on time to get ready for bed oh do i have to put on my pajamas <laughs> like, yeah mate it's <laughs> time awesome. for pajamas it's fucking oh. awesome yeah he's you the know, same um, actually i was gonna ask you so your kid watches you every fucking kid watches youtube right your kid watches youtube is there anything that has bad language in it, but you let him watch it when he's with you? Or is it just no fucking foul? Let, but but like, what's your dad deal with stuff like, say, stand-up comedy that has curses in it or shows that has curses in it? As long as he watches it with you, is that okay? Or is it like, no, we can't fucking do that? Yeah, I don't have a problem with it because I mean, when it comes to when it comes to bad language, man, I'm the king of bad language. Yeah. Like he does something stupid. I'm the first person to go, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Are you for fucking yeah. real? Yep. Yep. You know, That's and me and you, dude. That's me and you. Because th th there's a director, the guy who did Clerks uh, and Mall Rats chasing Amy, the dude Kevin Smith. When he was raising Kevin his Smith daughter. Kevin Smith is a fucking, oh, he's yeah. a champion. He's, he, 
He said it. He said it in all his books. He's like, I curse around the kid. I'm just like, those are adult words. When you're old enough, you can say them. She never fucking said them. I imparted that into him. I said, like, those are adult words. You can't say them. When you're old enough, you can say them. Until then, you don't fucking say them. And he he used to do this beep thing, which I thought was adorable. Like, every time there was, like, a word, like, he'd say beep. He ended up beeping the wrong word and said damn afterwards. And the kid cried for fucking two minutes because he thought he cursed. Like, he yeah. under, like if you just explain two kids why don't just tell them no because a kid yeah. don't want to fucking hear no if you just explain to them why they'll fucking pick it up but people it's weird man like i put something up up that on my story like some shit that really fucking bothered me like what is up with this like hacky trend of parents putting up like all these complaints about how their fucking kid rambles on and so fucking boring like that's like it's all jokes at this point like it's not even fucking funny yeah. dude it's just like oh, I'm sorry, you hate your child. Maybe you should have got a bag instead. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. maybe you should have bought a car instead. Like, like you got to show your kids some love. And it's like, oh, well, it's just jokes. Yeah, but it's been the same fucking joke for fucking five years, dude. Like, but not only that, man, like the kids are picking up on that shit. Yeah. And it fucks with their self-confidence. It fucks with yep. their self-esteem. And they're like, well, if mom or dad aren't in my corner, who the fuck's going to be? Yep, yep. And they're like, well, they don't know or they're not picking up on it. I'm like, a kid will pick up on fucking more than you think they're going to pick up on. They pick up on yep. your mannerisms, your gesticulation, the way you talk, the way you react to stuff. Because he started doing that. Because I've had like rage issues. I mean, they're way better now and shit like that. But I had rage issues. Sometimes when I react to stuff, it's like an instant like rage fit where I just get mad and then I breathe it out or whatever. He was like two and a half. He had his first one. He didn't know why he was doing it, but he mimicked me. So all these yep. fucking idiots that are like, my kid does not making fun of him. Yeah. And then fucking 10 years when he hates you and you wonder why it's because you imparted that little bit of trauma that is now built up. Like, I'm not saying fucking don't bust I... the kid's balls. I bust his fucking balls all the time. But yep. there's a difference between busting balls as a joke and being a fucking asshole. And if you, if you choose your kid to be an asshole too, because you need someone to feel better than you shouldn't have fucking kids. No, I mean, if and if you treat your kids like that, don't even fucking bother getting a dog because let's face it, yep, you, you wouldn't treat a dog like that. So why, yeah. why do it with your kids, you know? But yeah, yeah. And when you treat but, your kid like that, he's not going to do it back to you because he's afraid. So you know what he's going to do instead? He's going to treat his little brother, sister like that. He's going to go to school with that fucking attitude. And then the only person that you can blame is you for being a jackass. But you're not going to do that, though. When the kid gets no. home, you're going to yell at him. And he's going to be like, dad, I'm just doing what the fuck I see you do on a daily basis. And then you got to own that shit. But parents don't want to do that either. Yeah, dude, I, I have that sort of uh, come up myself, actually, because like you like you said, I, I sort of I get upset and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like the yeah. shit. Ugh. And then hit like uh, I think it was around when he was two or three and he just sort of like something wouldn't go his way. He'd start throwing a tantrum. Do the same thing. Yep. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? We don't deal with shit like this. We don't yeah. have tantrums. And his mum actually stopped and she went, he's just acting like you. Yep. I'm like, what do you want about? She goes, yep. every time something doesn't go the way you need it to go, you fucking flip. She goes, now yeah. you don't throw yourself on the floor and, and cry about it. She goes, right, that's you're a there kid, fucking... Yeah. Fuck, man, shit, fuck, shit, fuck. Yeah. And you're just yelling. She goes, so yep. he thinks that's how you deal with it. And yeah. Like, and the kid's man. not, 
Yeah. And the kid's not mentally advanced yet to know that that's what rage looks like. He's literally just parakeeting what he sees you do. He doesn't, he's not really mad. He's not really banging his hands because he doesn't have like that schema to build those emotions yet. He's just literally doing what you do. You just got to catch it before it gets worse. Cause then when he starts to feel that rage and it starts to build, that's when the shit is going to be real. So it's just yeah. like, again, like we talk about it all the time and shit. Like you've been guest on a fuck couple shows. It's just like, listen, man, like just talk to your fucking kids. Just explain shit to them. They'll get it. They'll yeah. get it. And if they don't get it, you figure it out. But like, you can't just tell them don't do something. If you just say, don't do something, the kid's going to ask why. And then you're a dickhead parent. If you're like, don't ask me why. Well, why the fuck can't he ask you why? Because I like, said so. Not, yeah. And you know what? A lot of times a parent just wants to be left alone. So he tells the kid to go to the room. Now the kid feels like he did something wrong. Meanwhile, you just wanted to be alone. And yeah. the other thing that has to fucking stop is when parents are like, oh, we'll go to your room. All right, what am I allowed to do? You can read. Now you just made reading a fucking punishment. Now the mm -hmm. kid's not going to want to read. So when they go to school, they're going to think reading's a fucking punishment. Like parents are fucking jackasses. The ones that don't learn from their mistakes. I'm not saying, look, I've made a ton of mistakes, man. But like, if you're not learning from those mistakes or like, if you're not figuring out what, like what the fuck is going on through your kid's head, cause you're not asking them and you're just giving yep. them orders. Of course, they're going to act like that when they're a little bit older, they're going to be jerk offs just like you. Exactly, man. I mean, like one thing I always try to do as a dad is um, sort of talk to him and put myself in, in his shoes. Right. Like my dad, my dad's a boomer. He's, him and I don't have the best best relationship. I, yeah. I don't speak to him. I don't want to speak to him. Fucking have a guts full. Don't need it. Yep. Um, and, you know, I was always feeling like shit. I was always scared of my dad. I was always, yeah. fuck, man, the moment you heard leather and denim, like, running together, you fucking bolted because you know, knew yeah. the belt was coming out, you know? Yep. Um, and so, like, one thing out of out of instinct that I did you're not going to eat your dinner fine go to bed yeah and then my partner has has had to stop me and go well uh -uh, we're not doing that because yeah. that's where I want him to sleep that's where I want him to feel safe that's where I want him to be rested so if we're yeah. using his bed as a punishment well he's not going to feel safe in bed he's not going yeah. to go to sleep well right because it's gonna be every a punishment time it comes area. to bedtime he thinks yep. he's being punished. Yep, it's going to be a punishment. All right, and yep. that's what builds that shit. Because again, if you don't explain to the kid that you're going to your room because of this, but it's not that area for that, then they can start to differentiate between the two. But like you said, if you're just sending them there because it's a punishment place, you're going to wonder why like in a year, the kid never wants to be in his room because he's associating that with you being a shitty parent and having nothing better to do but to send him to his fucking room. And yeah. like, that's on you. Like, you got to wear that shit. Like, that's not the kid's fault. Dude, a kid is only going to do whatever the fuck he sees. And we went over that. Hunter has got a bunch of brothers and sisters that are black. They're black, they're Puerto Rican, Portuguese, stuff like that. Because I've been a teacher in an inner city for fucking 20 years. So his sister, who is my like school daughter uh, named Josh Rell, she came over. She's black. She's got two boys. Obviously, they're black. They all played on the trampoline, stuff like that. He never asked a fucking question. Didn't ask why. Yeah. You know, his sister was black, didn't say anything like that. She leaves. We get in the car. We're going down to the store. And he's like, Dad, I don't think that's my sister. I said, why? Expecting to now have the race conversation. He goes, she's way too pretty to be my sister. He didn't say anything <laughs> about fucking color. Didn't say yep. anything about color. He didn't give a shit. He didn't give a shit. And it's kind of like 
I, but I also have to explain to them that the whole I don't see color thing is a fucking trope and it's bullshit. Because if you don't yeah. see color, then the shit that's going on right now with like our black and brown people that need the shit. If you don't see color, you can't see what the fuck they're going through. You can't say that. You can see color, especially when people need help. So, like, I explained yeah. that to him. I said, no, they're not biological. And I explained that. My girlfriend's science teacher, so she helped. I said, no, they're not. Like, I did not have the, like, a woman did not have her. But the association is that if you build a relationship with someone, they can become like family. Therefore, she is your sister. Yep. And I explained that part, but race never even fucking came up to him. He didn't give a shit. He played in the trampoline with their two boys. He don't fucking care. The kid that gets weirdly reactive around people of different races at like the park is because that's the kind of shit they're hearing at home. Yeah. And now, and now that venom and that poison is fed into them. And now you have a brand new generation of fucking jerk offs that will move to the other side of the street just because you're coming because of the color of your skin. Again, something else that needs to be fucking taught to your kid. And it's not like, well, when do I? Well, when the fuck did he first have the problem? Like, when the fuck did he first have a problem? He had that shit happen today. We went to uh, Sarah's family's cousin's first birthday. Her uncle has Down syndrome. Obviously, looks as if he has Down syndrome. Yep. Hunter looks across the room. He's like, Dad, is there something wrong with that man? I said, well, no, there's not something wrong with him, but there is something going on and miss sarah can explain it to you he said okay he gets in the car he asked about it told, like wasn't like didn't make fun of him didn't fucking say anything just want to know what was going on she explained it in like broken down scientific terms for the kid and the kid goes yep. okay now i understand it but if you got that kid who like walks into the playground and there's like a kid with glasses and the kid starts giving him shit he didn't just come up with that in his fucking head it's because That's he right. watched you or somebody else fucking do it and then you're like i wonder why he's being a bully it's your fucking fault that's why he's being a bully because that's where he's getting yeah from. man and I, th I think that's what i love that about my kid as well is is that he's so not racist he's only four coming up on five yeah. so obviously he doesn't like Hunter, he doesn't have that concept of racism no. to the point where I was picking him up from daycare on Friday. Yeah, Friday. And um, one of the other parents had accidentally taken his school bag home. Yep. And so I'm like sitting around waiting for her to come back to drop my son's shit off. And there's this little Indian boy or Pakistani, or I'm, I'm yep. not sure his background, but he just came up and he starts stroking my beard. I guess he doesn't have anybody in his family yeah. with a beard or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we get into the car as we're, uh, we're leaving. And I'm like, hey, Eli, what's that little boy's name? And he goes, which boy? And I said, the brown boy. Yeah. And he goes, huh? I went, okay. I had to rethink it. And go, the, the little boy with the black hair. He was, he was yeah. touching my beard. That went, they know. Oh, that was so-and-so. <laughs> he didn't really put, put it together that we have white best. skin. He has brown yeah, skin. Yeah, he's just, oh, he's my friend. Yeah, you don't care. Dude, if Hunter is running around and you jump on a trampoline and he can play make-believe what you are, you can be green from fucking Jupiter. He doesn't give a shit, dude. He just wants someone to play with. It doesn't start yeah. getting weird until they start seeing shit and... He, like you know and hear their parents say stuff Kids yeah well i'm, I'm trying to be really good about that because i mean australia is is like culturally racist it's it's is so it really? bad it's part of our culture no shit you know so i grew up where the aboriginals were i was i was taught the fucking scum oh nasty yeah okay fucking, yeah, you know right. they've always got runny noses and, and this that and the other and that's how i was brought up within yeah. the school system within 
not by my parents because I wasn't taught so much that, but it wasn't until I got older and I actually found out that I have um, an Aboriginal heritage myself. There's an Aboriginal bloodline within my bloodline. And I'm like, well, fuck, what makes me any fucking different? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and so trying to sort of break away from all that racism that's been ingrained in me and trying yeah. not to pass that on to my kid, it's yeah. really difficult because you're like always really self aware of what you say. Yeah. And especially when you give the kid um, a history lesson, like every every scientific and historical finger points back to the fact that Africa is the cradle of civilization. You ask any fucking anybody who studies that shit, they're going to tell you that's where everyone came from. That's the cradle of civilization. You know, um, Egypt, Central Africa, stuff like that. Yep. You ask any one of these people who look that shit up, dude, they don't want to fucking hear it because it has the word Africa in it. And everyone thinks they're so fucking far removed. I'm like, you're still a piece of shit. Like, what does it make? Like, like if you're if you're not growing as a person and let's just say, cause there used to be a comedian. He died fucking not too long ago. I think he had diabetes complications. His name is Patrice O'Neill. Dude did a I, fucking yep. dude did an awesome skit where he's like, I'd much rather have a white dude come up and call me the N word. He's like, all right, I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's just part our separate ways. He's like, I don't like when people are secretly racist. He's like, those are the people I have a problem with. If you're just straight up about it, you go live the fuck over there. I'll go live over here. We never have to fucking see each other. But the problem is everyone wants to be really, really nice to you for whatever reason, whether you got a beard, whether you're black, whether you're fucking Asian, whatever the fuck it is. And then as soon as they go back into their, that their home, the white hood comes out of the fucking closet. It's just like, dude, just tell people you don't fucking like them and just stay the fuck away from them. But people don't want to do that. Mm. Yeah. See, I, I grew up as well having this, this issue where I was, I was, I was racist. But then, like like you said, I talked to somebody of that race and right. people would go, but I didn't think you liked that group of people. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but I still go by a case by case. A person isn't bad, but I don't like that group as a whole. Right. You know, and they're like, well, if you like that one person, why doesn't that tell you that that's good about that group? Yeah. And, and I was like, you were you know, I never yeah. thought of it that way. And also, if you were raised that way and you did not know the alternative, that is normal for you. Like, let's just give like an extreme example. Let's just say there's like an incestuous family or a cannibal family. And I'm going like hyperbolic for a reason. If you've eaten nothing but human flesh your entire life, when you go to fucking McDonald's and see a whole bunch of people eating fucking French fries, you're going to think they're weird. Right. Like, because you don't know anything else. Like you haven't been. Uh invested in other society to realize when something is wrong or not. So because of that, now it's like, oh, those people are fucked up. Meanwhile, you're the, you know, 0.5% of the fucking population that still eats people, but you were brought up that way. So it never, so like you, like, like props to you because you got old enough to be like, wait a minute, I got to reweigh this shit out because a lot of people don't do that. They stick with one thing and they stick with it for the rest of their fucking life. And then you have the people like we have now. They just dig their feet in for shit. Doesn't matter if they're wrong. They'll never admit that they're wrong. You can give them facts to show that they're wrong and they don't fucking care. They're still going to say that they're fucking right anyway. Yeah. Because that's because people are fucking just giant children, dude. And they're raising children just as dumb as fucking they are. And that's what drives me crazy. Yeah, man. Look, I'm th- change is a, a a big thing, and it's always change comes through discomfort. I think yeah. when you're uncomfortable, that's when you start growing, and yeah. that's when you become a better person. So, yeah. 
I mean, and, and so just to segue from there, speaking like with change and everything like that, I mean, you've had like the last 12 months of like change, right? Yeah. Like you've had yeah. a whole heap going on. Um, yeah. Is that something you, you'd be okay to cover and like talk with me about? Or Yeah, I don't give – the, the part of AA, at least the – the step process is you want to bring that story to other people because you don't know what yep. part of that story can help somebody else. So I used to come down here, which th there's more fucking room. This is just a bunch of fucking shit that I collect. Um, I used to come down here once a night, make a very, very small, very small Jack and Coke. I'd move stuff around. I'd fucking shift stuff. I come up here for like a half hour, then go upstairs, uh, hang out with Hunter when he was sleeping because he was very, very little at that time or hang out with Jenny, who is now my partner. I don't use ex-wife. Yep. I don't use baby mama because I think those terms are disrespectful based on the fact that she is my partner. Regardless of on paper, she is my ex-wife. That is fucking completely irrelevant. That is my partner. Yep. We're co-raising this kid. Then it got worse. And I come from an alcohol, two former alcoholic dads who are both mm -hmm. pieces of shit put hands on everybody, stuff like that. So you would assume I would know better. That's not how alcohol works, at least for me. And I yeah. know there's a bunch of people like I can drink fucking all day. Why can't you? Because some people can drink like a gentleman and carry on the rest of their day. Some of us turn into, it's a real Jekyll and Hyde situation. So the one Jack and Coke down here turned into a little bit more and a little bit more. It got so bad that obviously the divorce happened, which, you know, my, was my fucking fault. Um, and I'm not like, it was alcohol fault. No, it was my decision to not get sober when I needed to. So it was my fucking fault. Um, it turned from one Jack and Coke a day into a gallon of vodka every two days for about three weeks at a clip. Didn't think gallon I had a problem. Every two days. Every two days. It was $36 yeah. every two days. And I would start at three o'clock and I would get up to go to the bathroom at three o'clock in the morning. Instead of going back to sleep, I would drink. And then I would put vodka with nothing else in it in a shaker cup to go to the gym. It got so bad that I would be at the gym hammered or I would get to the gym so drunk. I would put my seat back, fall asleep, set an alarm and go to work. So it was running my life. And that's the difference between just a drunk and an alcoholic or whatever the fuck you want to yeah. say. Some people can handle it. Like, my friend Howie from England drinks like a fucking fish every day. Sometimes they start at nine o'clock in the morning, but mm. it's not affecting his life. He's still yeah. now I was functional because I was still going to work, but it was still ruining all my relationships. I was lying to fucking everybody. So it was just a terrible situation. So a year, a month and a couple of days ago from today, um, I decided to go to uh, Sunrise, which is the local rehab here. And I did it because, yeah, I wanted to be better because I know that, yes, I want to be a better dad, but it's um, the airplane situation. If you're on an airplane and the, and, the, and the oxygen mask come down, you have to put your shit on before you can help anybody else. So yeah. I need to get myself clean for me, but also for the people around me. So the day before, I'm like, this ain't shit. I got fucking ridiculously hammered because I went by the old rule of I'm going to fucking rehab. I'm going to let the good times roll and shit. Yeah. On my way in, still thought it wasn't shit. I'm fine. I'm fine. No problem. No problem. No problem. I was like, 30 days ain't shit. 30 days ain't shit. Because at that time, I was fucking hammered. Now, I didn't drink that morning. This is just from the night before. When I went in there, I blew like two, like after sleeping and driving there, I was still, I think, two times, maybe three times over the legal limit. So I had eight hours worth of sleep and I was yeah, still wow. toast. As soon as you go upstairs, adrenaline kicks in. And as soon as they're like, give us your phone, we have all your stuff. 
I was like, whatever. I don't fucking care. This is nothing. As soon as I sat down on the couch in detox, I was like, like adrenaline kicked in and I was no longer drunk. And I was Mm -hmm. like, holy shit. Like I'm here and I can't go anywhere. Like if you go somewhere, they call the stadies. Like they call the cops to come get you. And if you leave insurance around here, because you know, American insurance, they charge you for your whole stay and they won't pay for it. You got to fucking pay for it. So I was stuck there anyway. So I was like, wait a minute, five days in detox. I can't see my kid. I can't talk to my mom. I can't call fucking anybody. I can't do nothing. They're like, you're not allowed to use your phone for fucking five days. You have to focus on getting you better. So I went into the kitchen and my rehab mom, Marie, she was in there. And I was, I was crying, dude, crying, like ugly face crying, dude, like fucking just breaking down. Marie comes in, she starts talking to me just about regular shit. And I started to calm down. So I kind of clung to her the whole time. Did 21 days there, started to become a positive force. I'm fucking making friends. They made me like mayor of like every week or whatever. There's like a new mayor. They do roll call, make sure people are doing what they're supposed to do. And I started to see at those meetings that we had in there that this is the person I really am. I just didn't know it because <laughs> I would seen that fucking person in uh, fucking three years, four years. Yeah. Um, and, they, and, and again, it wasn't every three weeks and then one week off. Sometimes I was like, Oh, I put nine months together. I don't have a problem, but that's, you know, the disease talking to you. Yeah. So it was in the hot Corona time. And um, we bought this one guy in uh, Marshall and um, he needed help with his wheelchair going up the fucking stairs. And I saw him. So he put his hand on my shoulder, picked up his wheelchair board. They did a whole bunch of these things like wear masks, stuff like that. But we're on the inside, dude. We didn't watch the news. So we didn't know how fucking bad it was. No one was talking. All right. Okay. And if you did talk to someone outside, they told you it was bad, but you don't fucking like you just kind of brush it off. So 21 days in, 23 days in, seven days before I get my chip and walk out the door, I fucking get it. So now I'm like, fuck. So they like, well, we have to send you home. I said, okay. So they pack up all my shit. They send me to the hospital for the quick test. Sitting at the fucking hospital. I know I have it because I have a fever, the whole shit. I was like, this isn't just something random. It ran through the place. I know I fucking have it. So they give me the quick test. They're like, okay, you have it. How are you going to get home? I was like, what the fuck you mean? How am I going to go home? Like, aren't like, don't I stay here? Like, like, don't you have a wing for this shit? He's like, no, not necessarily. The numbers are so bad right now. You can only stay here if you can't breathe. So if you can breathe, we have to send you home. I said, what yep. if I die at home? And they're like, sir, there's really nothing. Like, you know, there's a lot of that, sir. There's no, we can do about it at all. So at this point, I'm 22 days sober. I just got sent home with Corona. And around here, um, grocery stores are open and liquor stores are considered essential. Because if you go through the DTs at home, you could die. There's only two mm. drugs that you can die from DT and on alcohol and benzos. And I was on them both. So they're like, well, we have to keep liquor stores open because if you start detoxing at home because you can't get liquor, you're going to die. We're going to have more dead people. So that's their reason for keeping it open. So I get my friend Angela to come get me. She was fucking awesome. She was like, I'll fucking come get you. She came strapped up and everything sent me home. She was like, if you need me, fuck, call me. But there's really nothing anybody can do for you. So I'm sitting on the fucking couch. Now, my house was a mess at this point. My sister and my friend came to clean it up and they said I had maggots in the food in the fridge. There was just... It, it, it was a mess. Well, was a, yeah, you hadn't been home for three weeks. Yep. But it it was even before that, dude, The me- it was just like I didn't give a fuck about anything. It was like I was waiting just to die at that point because, you know, the voice is like, well, you can't raise him properly. 
So you might as well just fucking go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. And that's, I, I think that's, you know, I think that's what I was trying to do because everything was so bad. I ballooned up to 247 pounds um, pre, pre-rehab. So now I'm home. I'm watching the, I don't know if you remember it. Remember the Super Mario Brothers Super Show with Captain Lou Albano? It was like the cartoon and then it was like the two wrestler guys and they would do like interludes. It's fucking hilarious. It's like a show for me. Yes, I do actually. Yes. Um, I'm watching that. And the whole time I'm like counting down. I'm like, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Nine days in, um, it's just a fever. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe they were right. Like maybe it's not that bad. It's only bad for certain people, blah, blah, blah. So I get up on day nine to walk from my couch. I don't have a big house. I walk from my couch to the refrigerator midway through. I got to take a knee and I lean against the wall. I can't breathe. I said, I'm going to fucking die in my house. Like I'm going to die in my house and no one's going to know. Cause no one dude. the ghost bro. the streets were like a fucking ghost town. No one yeah. was going out. No one was going out. And I was like, I'm going to fucking die in my house. I'm never going to see my kid. I was like, the last time I got to see my kid was on fucking FaceTime. So I call up the doctor and my doctor's great. She's like, send someone. We'll give you a nebulizer. We'll give you an inhaler. Do the nebulizer treatment three times a day. We will get you out of this. I promise. They go and pick it up. I do it. Day 15, uh, day 14, I ran a 103.4 fever. And I thought that was it because it got because it got worse. The next morning I woke up, dude, I fucking swear to God, like nothing ever happened. My fever went back down. I can breathe. It didn't even like taper off and eventually get better. It was the next day. And I was like, fucking fine. Like nothing ever fucking happened. I went, I tested twice negative and I was like, this is cool. Um, my son was doing, uh, like, social distance picnics on like the front lawn. So like I saw him during that time and all he wanted to do was hug yeah. me. And I had explained to him like, you fucking can't. I was like, cause if you get it, it might kill you. Cause you're young and shit like that. Um, so 58 days from the beginning of rehab to after Corona to after getting tested, it took 58 days to hug my kid. Shit, man. That, that must've been rough. 58 fucking days from start to fucking finish. And I was like, and like in rehab, you hear a lot of people going like, oh, well, this is my sixth time here. This is my seventh time here. I told them all the time. I'm like, guys, I'm one and done because the next time I'm going to my fucking grave. So as soon as I got out, it was like working on dad shit, being a better dad, stuff like that. You know, going back to the gym, eating right, stuff like that. Clean. I got a whole bunch of work done in the house and stuff. And it was like he didn't know that I was having this problem. But I yeah. did when I was young, when my dad had the problem because my dad hit everybody. He was breaking shit, hitting shit. My stepfather yep. did the same thing. And my stepfather was beating my mom and nobody knew. She, she never told anybody because when it was happening, that's when I was a power lifter. Like I wasn't cut anything, but I was squatting 660. So like I'll put you through a wall and won't even fucking think about it. Um, yeah, yeah. So you would think I would have learned my lesson, but I never put my hands on my kid. Um, one time um, I put uh, a half a thing of vodka in Gatorade. Because you drink it in Gatorade because the electrolytes goes through bloodstream yep. faster. You get drunk faster. He went to go reach over for the bottle to get something to drink. And I said, no, 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 buddy, don't drink that. That's poison. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm telling my kid it's poison. And I'm sitting here drinking, you know, a gallon of whatever every fucking two days. But yeah, I was I was intent on just being a better person in general and losing the booze for me, not for anybody, but people who are like, I fucking drink all the time. Keep drinking. Like as long as it's not affecting your, your, your relationships, 
go for fucking broke. If it's fucking up your relationships or it's fucking up the relationship we had, you, you had particularly with your kid, your kid's going to mm. be fucking scarred for life until you fix it. So um, a year went by, a year and some change went by. I'm back down to 193. House looks fucking great. My fucking girlfriend stuck around. I don't fucking know why, but she stuck around. Um, and my kid is none the wiser. And the best part is I'm not telling him to go outside and play on his own because I want to sit inside and drink. If he wants to go outside on the trampoline, I'm out there with him. If he wants to go for a fucking walk, I'm out there with him. If he wants to ride his bike, yep. ride my fucking bike right next to him because alcohol just wants you to love alcohol, especially when you have a fucking problem. Fucking I, man. I, look, I, I, I hear where you're coming from there as well. Because, I mean, I grew up with my dad, similar situation. He, he yeah. an, is an alcoholic, I guess. I don't know. I, yeah. Like I said, I don't speak to him. But, um, you know, he, he'd beat on my mom. He'd beat us kids. He'd. Yeah. But he'd spend all his time out in the garage. And like this is when I was a teenager, it really fucking clicked how bad it was for him because he'd have, say, five or six cartons of beer in yeah. this wardrobe out in the garage, not in a fridge, in a no. fucking wardrobe. Now, Jesus in the middle Christ. of summer with Australia heat, you know, you're getting. Oh my God, dude, that's like piss, getting, piss water at that point. If I, yeah. So in Fahrenheit, it'd be like, High eighties, mid nineties, like really oh, fucking God. hot. And Cooking just, in a fucking wardrobe. This, yeah, and just pull it out of this wardrobe and then drink it. No worries. Oh, and it's it's like fuck, man. You know. Yeah. But one thing, <clears throat> excuse me. One thing I found with <clears throat> with, with addiction um, is that the kids tend to go one of two ways. They see their parent and either go, "I ain't ever doing that." Right. And so they don't pick it up at all. Or you've got people like myself where that is normal for you. That's right. you've grown like going back to earlier with yeah. you were saying like if you that don't know what you see, better, that's so that's normal. what you think you're supposed to do. Yeah. So alcohol's always been like a normal part of my life. Right. And so I started drinking when I was 16, but always went, well, I'm not like my dad because I'm not violent. Yeah. I was always a happy go lucky yeah. drunk and and I was the life of the party, having yeah. fun with everybody and, and this, that, and the other. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I lost an apprenticeship because I turned yeah. up to work drunk. Yep. And it was um, always someone else's fault, I bet, right? It's always someone else's fault. What they find yeah, me, it I was went home that afternoon oh. going, fucking assholes, I yeah. wasn't going to drink Always last someone night. else's fault. But all the boys from work decided they were coming to my place. So, yeah, yeah of course, they went fucked it up. Yep. Um, you know, I That's left, ego, I lost dude. My, That's ego, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I lost everyone my, who's addicted. My marriage as well. Yeah. Sorry, man. Don't mean to talk over you. Um, no, no, no. Please, yeah. no. That's why we're fucking here, man. <laughs> but yeah, I lost my marriage over it. And again, like I was like, well, it's her fault because I checked out. Mm -hmm. If yep. she had given me what I needed, I wouldn't yep. be drinking. You know. If she but supported that, me more, if oh yeah, oh I know. No. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but that being said, I was drinking. A 24 case of beer every night yeah and um so now i'm and uh, we've had our conversations in the past so yeah. you you know but so I'm, I'm more or less like skating the edge at the moment like i'm yeah. super aware of that's good my drinking good. habits because yeah. i'm a binge drinker not a you know like a drinker that a consistent needs yeah right so i'll, I'll get home Put everything down. First thing that happens, and rip yeah. the scab off a cold one. Yeah. But then, um, if I don't keep an eye on it, 
that one turns into 12 and yeah. then and yeah. then I'm going to bed drunk, you know? Right. Um, and, and like you said, though, instead of going out and playing with the kid, you know, um, mate, go watch some TV. Go, yep. go play with your toys. I'm yep. just and you think that you're doing him a, a favor. Yeah. yeah. And then you think you're doing him a favor. You're like, well, yeah. he don't want to really hang out with me anyway. Bro, it, the, 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 the disease talks to you like that, dude. It's like, well, look, you can't do anything for him now anyway. He doesn't really want to play. He just wants you to be around. So just send him outside. Yeah, dude, it's fucking. And I mean, dude, in my sick, head dude. as well, by sending him off, I'm not drinking in front of him. So I'm not giving him that negative. Influence. So you think that, <laughs> that, yo, we make the most fucked up justifications for shit, dude. dude yeah. But we will justify anything as long as we keep drinking. It does not matter. And the thing you did before is like the, the first thing that my sponsor told me was, uh, identify, don't compare. Because as soon as you compare, you're fucked. My first run through AA was only nine months. And in nine months, it was, I rolled my fucking car. I'm like, I didn't do that. I was, I, I've been locked up three times drinking. I didn't fucking do that either. So at the end of nine months, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm not an alcoholic because I'm not as fucked up as these people. That's that's the disease, right? So the disease yep. is like, now, see, you're not that, but you didn't do any of this shit. You don't drive drunk. You don't do anything like that until you get to that point. Then you may have a problem just so you can fucking keep drinking, dude. So like yep. the first thing that they said was do not compare because your situation and someone else's situation is never going to be the same. You identify that you have a problem, that they have a problem, and you try to learn from the experience. But you never give someone like alcoholic advice. Right. Because your situation, their situation might be different. Like one dude at rehab was like, I started drinking in the morning and knew it was time to come here. Cool. Right. Like you don't be like, well, I you never fucking do that. Like that was his yeah. bottom. That was his bottom, her bottom, whatever the fuck. That was their fucking bottom. Your shit is always going to look different. Some people That's needed it. to roll a car fucking 15 times to get into rehab. Some people needed to realize that they were drinking more than they should and they needed help. And that's the difference, right? Like your your level of when you need help is not going to be the same as anybody else's. It might be similar, yeah, right. but it's never going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. And I mean, I did the same as well. Um, I, I was I had a friend take me to to AA, and um, mm. he wasn't an alcoholic or anything, but he was like, "Hey, look, I'll take you, and I'll be the, be that support with you." Yeah. And then I'm sitting there listening to going around the circle, you know, as they do. Hi, my name is, and I'm an yeah. alcoholic, and. And I'm listening to these stories and I'm like, why the fuck am I here? Yeah. I'm not like this. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm yep, not, these it. are not my people. That's it. And so I didn't go back again. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was listening to Shadadigans and I listened to your story that I was, I was like, shit, man. Like, yeah, here I am. I'm comparing myself to this person and that person and, and that person. Yeah. But, and they're not having my problems, but my problems are affecting my life. It doesn't fucking yeah. affect them. So doesn't matter. Why am I comparing? You know, and that, that's yeah. when I started. I reached out to you, and I'm like, okay, yeah. so how do I compare? Well, not compare. How do I identify rather yeah. than compare? How yeah. do I start? Sort of, I guess at the moment, just trying to sort of rewire yeah. my brain to to, yeah. to get to that point where I can really go. Fuck, man, I've got to get rid of this. Yeah. Yeah. And no. my sponsor, the first thing he said was, he's like, before we get started, because he was a dude who also calls his wife's partner, had the same kind of like fucking sexual issues, like just running through chicks all the time. And he was at a guest speaker meeting at a meeting that wasn't even in the area. And I just happened to hook up with that dude. So like he became my sponsor the first fucking time I got on the phone. He's like, I got to ask you one question first before we can get started. So what is it? Are you done? I'm like, yeah. what the fuck you mean? 
right? Like, of course, something. He's like, no, no, no. Like, are you done? Because we can't start this work unless you're done. And that yep. was like, for like three simple words, it really did put a lot of shit in perspective. Because you never think that, but like you always think like, oh my God, I'm never going to drink again. But you never think if you're done, right? Like when yeah. you're done, you're fucking done. You don't want to do it anymore. Um, and that's, that's when you've I- already realized that you had a problem and shit like that. And it's weird because in the, in the, in like the thing, in the preamble, they always read before meeting. They say, uh, if you could do the right about face and drink like a gentleman, our hats go off to you. Every alcoholic or drug user you hear in these fucking meetings say, if I can do this socially, I would still be doing it. I haven't met one, one fucking ex drunk that said, I never want to go back, even if I could. Of course, we all want to go back. Mm. Of course, we want to go back. We just know that the battle now is between going back and ruining every, just continually ruining everything or cutting it off completely. We can never be casual drinkers. We can't. It just doesn't fucking work like that for some people. I wish it did. And every drunk will tell you the same thing. No drunk ever will be like, no way. Even if I could go back, I wouldn't. You're full of shit because everybody does. I would love it. I would love to go back to square one and just like make one drink, walk around down here, leave the drink and go back upstairs. But I know 10 minutes later, I'll be back down here finishing the bottle. Some people aren't yep. like that. I fucking knew I was. And that's really all it is, man. It's like, like when you're done, the program will be there. And even if you don't want to do the program, like you just find your fucking center, man. Like I that's get into it. it with fucking a people all the time because I'm a Satanist. So when they're like, well, God, well, I found God and God, I was like, okay, well, where was God when you were in a ditch? Cause if you're saying he saved you now, cause just cause it's convenient, where the fuck was he when you needed help? Well, he mm. realized that I needed to do for me. Okay. So again, you had the power to stop. So what are you giving him fucking props before? Right. And again, yeah. not shitting on anyone's fucking religion, but like, don't find God when it's convenient for you and then give him fucking props or everything. Dude, like people are always like, oh, God saved that child in the hospital. No, the fucking doctor that went to school for 12 years, he saved that fucking kid in the hospital. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying don't have a higher power. Hey, look, my fucking higher power, a higher power got me hooked up with my sponsor got me to want to go back. Like, I get that. There's a force out there. That's fine. But if you all of a sudden flip a fucking 180 and all of a sudden you're trying to get me to go to fucking church because I talked at a meeting, dude, go fuck yourself. Because now you're just addicted to something else. And that's what we as addicts need to worry about. Right? Like, did you just pass your one addiction onto something else? That thing could be, oh, well, now, now I'm addicted to God. Yeah, but if you're jamming it down other people's throats, you're just as bad as offering them a fucking drink. Yeah, so yeah. Like, it, it, it's a real slippery fucking song. That, that's why I usually don't talk about my rela- like the only one I do bring up and no one ever fucking the, the the one rule of earth in like the satanic rules because it's really not a Bible because they're not really religious yep. people. And I don't I don't adhere to everything in there, but I do I do consider that a spiritual movement is don't you're not allowed to complain anything that you could have actively avoided. I'm paraphrasing. Right. So it's like yep. if I'm a drunk and people invite me to a bar and I go to the bar, I've lost my fucking right to complain that I'm at a fucking bar. People yep. love to put themselves in fucking situations and then complain about the situations. Bitch, you drove yourself there. You didn't have mm. to go. You wanted to go there to fucking complain. Um, yep. Yeah, dude. So it's just like I, I, I'm not saying don't have faith, I'm not saying don't have spirituality. I'm just saying if you're putting all your eggs in that basket because that is what you're saying is keeping you sober. What happens when you have a slip up? Are you going to blame you or are you going to blame mm-hmm. God? Because it was God's good when you were sober, but now God's a fuck up or you're a fuck up. Like, dude, you yeah, can't yeah. Have both. 
No, um, we'll see. One thing I've I've sort of noticed, sort of watching you on on socials and through the podcast and everything, is like it's sort of come across like Hunter for you is is that higher power for you. That's yeah. why, that's yep. what pushes you to keep keep going. But yep. you've also changed. It seems like you've changed that addiction from doing the old beer set curls, as I like yeah. to call them. And actually going to the gym and doing yeah. the curls. Because, I mean, like, yeah. now you're a tank, you know? Yeah. Um, well, because that fact- is an addiction, but the only difference is it can't be escapism. Like, that's yep. what my sponsor was really, really – he's like, no, no, no. You can go to the gym. You can go to LARP. Like, I live action role play because I'm obviously a fucking nerd, right? So, yep. so you do that. That's not – like, that's healthy escapism. You can't go to something where now it's now taking over your life because then it's unhealthy escapism. So doing yep. shit to make yourself better is always okay. You just can't make it be priority number one over over realizing that you need your sobriety or like your level more than anything yep. else. Yeah, no, well, I think that's been really, really good for you, I guess, because yep. I mean, like you, you look like you're in amazing shape. In fact, <laughs> I am fucking um, now. A friend of mine was listening to the guest spot I did on, on Shadadigans with Mark yep. and Rob. And um, he's like, so, dude, who's Judge? Who's Judge? I'm like, go check out his Instagram. That's Judge. <laughs> and um, he That's came back wait, to wait. me. Like, By the way, pause real quick. I was so fucking mad when they did yours on Sunday. Like, I have my kids. So obviously, I'm hanging out with my kid on Sunday. And I know your time schedule thing is fucked up. Yeah. But I was like, that's the one I wanted to fucking be on, you jackass. But. Again, he always brings on like the international guests and shit like that on Sundays, and I just couldn't oh, do that. It's, look, I'll be working working that one out anyway. I've got some vacation time coming up in July. Nice. Um, and so that that oh, the Tuesday there, the Wednesday here, I'll yeah. be I'll be on because that's oh, like, that'd be, oh, that's right, because then it'll be up. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's like a, a eleven thirty on a Wednesday here when you got you, Steve, and Robert. Oh, talking, so you're like you know? prime time. Yeah, it's like noon for you. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So like I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll get on YouTube and because I've got yeah. the wireless buds I'll be working away yeah. on the car that I'm, <laughs> I'm doing and I'm fucking listening to you and I That's fucking awesome. hey, I'm with Judge on this one you know and oh yeah like dude but, and. That's actually I wanted to bend your ear like I don't know how much time we have left but I wanted to bend your ear. About oh man we got heaps the, of time yeah let's let's move on yeah. About the um the uh the dude on the boardwalk fucking with you in front of your kid. Like when they bought up, like, it's weird. I bought up the scenario, but I didn't even think about it where it's like, if you're, but, but you said you're with me, but now I'm going to flip it on you. Like, but now I want to know the, the, the question. So you're out yeah. at your typical douchebag hangout. Like for us, it's the Jersey shore, which the fucking show said it all. Yeah. Right. So you're at the typical douche hangout. You're just walking with your kid randomly fucking walking. Nothing's going on. I'll give you the thing we call the dad areas, right? So like you're walking, somebody bumps into you. It's a fucking kid, maybe 20, 21 years old. Now he's fucking getting in your face about shit. How do you handle it? Well, again, I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Always have been. I'm not a big fan of fighting. Um, That being said, I'm fucking protective of the people. I love. (laughs) It's such a weird balance. (laughs) Yeah, so in, I think in that scenario or that 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 dead dad ario, um, I would I'd be like, if I've got my kid with me, come on, bud, like let's just ignore it. He's just talking right. shit. Like let's let's just keep moving. Yeah. But if he was to then follow me, yeah. and and really try and instigate, oh, yeah. start something, yeah, I'd be all right, buddy. You just stand there, let dad mm-hmm. take care of this. Yep, and it won't be until 
he throws a throws a like swings at me until yeah. I kick off. Yeah. But obviously I'm gonna be on edge and have even thinking about it, man, I'm starting to shake. I've got yeah. the adrenaline pumping, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, and, um, it's weird because the first thing you said was just try to avoid him. And in the show, I said the same thing. Like if a dude started talking shit and he's like, Dad, is he talking to me? Like, no, 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 he's talking to his friend. He's over there, he's over there. And if I could just let it go like that, I could play it off. I know he's safe, it's fine. If yeah. it does, if like you said, now he's following you, then you just see red. Like there's nothing you can do about that because it's like I brought up on the show. If he starts crying because he thinks that I'm in danger, I'm going to choke the dude to death and wait there for the cops. Cause then I'll be like, Hey, fucking he's doing yep. a fucking self-defense. There's nothing you can do about it. But the second he gets upset now, it's like I said on the show, if he's 16, he's like that, fuck that asshole. And it turns into a yelling match. I'm okay with that kid. Nice job. Give me a pound, whatever. He's seven yeah. and he's super sensitive and he's really protective of his parents. So if he starts crying, I'm going to kill you. Or like, I'm going to rip an eyeball out or so like, I'm going to do yeah. permanent damage to you because now, and it's not even something I'm going to be able to control because I've left a lot of bad shit behind me. Rage, mm-hmm. unfortunately, is not one of them. It's not. I, it, it's like I explained. I'm the same stick of dynamite. I just have a longer fuse now. But that dynamite will go off the fucking same way. And I didn't yep. even like fighting when I was a kid. I did it, but I didn't like hurting anybody. But, yep. I, but I'm in love with with rage and violence like that's my mistress yep. and shit yeah so like i didn't like doing it and i always felt bad about it afterwards but i loved the feeling of being angry you know it's yeah fucked up. like dude such a fucked up you know switch between you know being a positive force and being a good dad and being yeah, like, man. yeah but that's also the dude who um who bit a part of a dude's cheek off outside of a fucking yeah. bar you know it's just <laughs> a weird... yeah well look i'm the i'm the same like i I road rage. I road rage big really? time, you know, and like I'll, I'll be driving. What the fuck, man? And I'll hear a little voice behind me. Dad, that guy's a dickhead. I'm like, yeah, man, he's a dickhead, you know. Yeah. But but there have also been those times where I pulled up at the lights, wound down my window. What the fuck is your problem, man? And yeah. then I see this little face in their backseat. I'm like, oh, the window yeah, goes back up. Kid. Shut up, because. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to do that in front of someone's kid. Yeah. They don't need to see that. And I'd be yeah. pissed if somebody's attacking me while my kid's here, kids with right. me, you know, like yeah. just don't do it. Yeah. So yeah, so, that's, that's where again, it would get yeah. me, man. Yeah. I mean, if you can easily avoid it, by all means avoid it. Cause like, I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a big dude, which doesn't even translate into fighting. Sometimes you see big dudes, yeah. they're big dudes because they don't want to fight. Um, I trained a little bit, but more importantly, like I just knew, like I had just a natural urge to like slip punches and shit like that. And when I started going, I just, it was just all adrenaline and it doesn't matter if I got hit and I said it on the other show, I probably lost more fights than I won. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you start losing fights, cause you're fighting dudes that, you know, they beat you up, you become like the ugly fighter and you don't fight ugly. Because ugly yeah. doesn't give a fuck. Like ugly will kill you or ugly will maim you. Like they'll bite a part of your fucking ear off. Like they don't give a shit. That's why pretty people never fight ugly people in the street. And ugly can mean spiritually, emotionally, physically. Yep. It doesn't matter. You don't fight like base level. If you're dressed up really nice, you don't fight a bum. Because a bum don't fucking care if he kills you. No, that's <laughs> you, right. You know what I'm saying? So like... That's how I went into everything. Cause I was like, if I lose, it started to become less about losing and more. Okay. If I do lose, can I at least like, like, 
like pop his eye out. Like that's, that's the mindset it started to become. Can I snap a leg? Like, yeah, I'll take my beatings, but can I stab him somewhere where he's got to go to the hospital? And that's more dangerous than winning. Cause to me, I didn't fucking care about winning. It then became what kind of permanent damage can I do to this person and make him realize that this should not have gotten done. And you don't need to win a fight for that. No, that's right. That's the scary part. But yeah, like when you brought up that that scenario originally, um, and and I said, yeah, I'm 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 with Judge on this one. Like, yeah, yeah. dead set. Like everything you said, I was like, fucking a. That's that's how I would handle it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, man. Because um, yeah, it's it's kind of weird, man. I listen to listen to you on on your show and everything like that. Follow your Instagram and 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 shit. And I'm like, man, this guy's so much like me. Yeah. Well, I feel I feel like I like I relate so much to this yeah. guy. This is fucking gnarly, man. I yeah. mean, we've got the matching beards, we've got fucking everything, you know. So, and from two different parts of the fuck, dude. That's why, like, border and like, you know, it goes back to the whole racist thing, right? Like, you might have your your twin flame, like the person who you share a soul with, might be in the fucking body of a person that you can't hate, or I'm sorry, might be in the body of a person that you traditionally hate. And you're losing yeah. out on one of the best fucking experiences you can have. Exactly. Like, just because you looked at him and realized because your dad's dad, dad fucking didn't like whatever Mexicans. And now you got a hard on for that. Like your, your wife can be Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you're cutting out a whole bunch of people, like what kind of intelligence track is that? Like if you're not like, or the shit that really cracks me up are the dudes with like, you know, the hardcore racist fucking ideas, but they listen to like Wu-Tang Clan. What the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah, if you're going to be weird. racist, yeah. be fucking racist all the way. You know, only buy white products, only buy, like go to white stores, like just do that shit. Because like people plant flags in weird places, right? And yep. now we're seeing it more than anything else. Like cats are like, and I saw it a lot where it's like, uh, you know, get those kids, because we had the internment camps for the refugees. People like get those kids out of cages, like all these fucking kids on Facebook, get those kids out of cages. Right. And I agree. Yep. Get those fucking kids out of cages. But the people saying it also wear Nikes who uses slave labor. They all drink Starbucks who uses fucking slave labor. And yep. they all have iPhones, which traditionally has used slave labor. So stop yep. telling me about the fucking kids in cages when you're supporting companies that have kids in cages so they could do a job so you can have a fucking better phone in your pocket. You yep. can't fucking do that. You can't do that. The people who yell the loudest are always the ones who are the biggest fuck-ups, i.e. almost everybody who works for the Catholic Church in a position of trying to watch priests who fuck kids are usually kid fuckers themselves. So Mm -hmm. as soon as you stand for something and you're in the spotlight, watch the fuck out because you'll be the first person that people start to look at when they think there's going to be a fucking problem. Amen. Amen. On that note, dude. I think we'll have to wrap it up here, but look, thank yeah, you so much for, for coming on the show. Is uh, yeah, yeah dude, this really, is fucking fun. Really fucking itching to, to get on and have a chat with you, man. Yeah, man. Well, look, if you ever want to talk about nerd shit or whatever in the fucking future, this time for me is fucking perfect. I'll always come back on this one, man. This one's fun. At least I don't have to deal with Rob's fucking stupid jokes. Steve, I don't mind. Rob's fucking can go. <laughs> You I like. Rob can fight. Like, yeah. if we could just switch Rob for you on Shadadigans and make a new one. That'd be... <laughs> F- Rob knows. Hey, seriously, speaking of Rob, fucking get up him. Tell him to get some of Howie's oil or fucking beard oil, man. Because oh, he's like, how do I fix this flakiness? I'm like, 
fucking beard oil. Yeah, you need and he's beard like, butter, but motherfucker. Won't my beard be oily? What if I touch my beard? I'll have oil on my hands. He's I'm such like, a Fuck, fucking. Man, that's what manliness is. What's a bit of fucking oil? He's such a fight, dude. Dude, I'm 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 pansexual, and I still call Rob a fag. I'm like Rob, you're gayer than me, and I've had dick. Like, like I just don't fucking yeah. tell you, man. I don't tell you, dude. But he's like, yeah. He said he's like, yeah. But what if you know? If I, I'm like, dude. Oh, one yes, of the people he did, he did this shit. But what? If, yeah. I said one of the people who's been on your show has a beard oil company that does bombs, butters, all kinds of stuff, and you're sitting there complaining about your fucking beard. You had the motherfucker on the show order something from him. You know what I'm saying? He's such a yeah. dude. I love him to pieces. I've known him for 15 fucking years, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, can I just get in a room with you, like real quick, and put on like the big sock and boppers, like because I don't want to hurt yeah. you, but I really just want to beat the shit out of you for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, no, look, don't get me wrong. I like him. I know we're dumping on him a little bit. Oh, he's like, all, no, really no, nice yeah, but he knows it's all in love, dude. He knows it's all in love. Yeah. I'm not really fucking like that. I love that dude. That's why when he asked me to come on the show, I said, I'll happily do a fucking show with you because we have the cool, like, three-way, you know, Steve is just all fucking jokes. I'm, like, yeah. vulgar, but also have, like, a level of, like, you know, the the fucking literature background, and Rob's the fucking straight man. So I think that that at triangle that we have works perfect. I love being on oh, that it's, show. It, it works beautiful, man. Yeah. It works really good. It works really yeah. good. Anyway, man, look, thank you for coming on the show. And yeah, uh, man, we anytime. definitely have to have another chat again soon. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you. All right. Later. Thanks for listening to Not So Secret Dad's Business. If you have a topic you'd like covered or you just want to reach out to us, you can email us at notsosecretdadsbusiness at gmail.com. Or leave us a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash not so secret dad's business. If you want to follow us on social media, you can also follow us on Instagram at not so secret dad's business or on Facebook as well.